Welcome to Bitstorm, a comedy game design podcast by two guys who know nothing about comedy nor game design. I'm Ben Slinger, and with me, as always, is Trevor Scott. Yes. Hey. I'm here. Hello. Hello. So, Bitstorm, this old thing. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Shall we play some click pitch? Or are we going to do something a bit different today? uh, Click pitch. (laughs) Click pitch. I'm I'm in the mood. Let's make it easy. Let's let's... make it easy on ourselves. Yes. All right. So, for those who haven't listened before or who maybe forgot after last week because you got some minor brain trauma, Click Pitch is a game where we each have a random word generator in front of us. And on the count of three, two, one, click, we will click refresh, get a new word, and those words will make sweet love to each other and out will pop a game design. Baby. <laughs> a game design baby, which we will love. And if it doesn't make us laugh, we will throw it away. <laughs> or or if it makes us cry, we'll definitely stomp it to death. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Jesus. All right. So, on that note, stomping babies to death. Uh, three, two, one, click. Ferment. Infringement. All right. So... You're running an illegal brewery. Yep. And, well, I mean, that could go in a few different ways. I'll be good and I won't take it into a management game. <laughs> <laughs> you have to, like, set up your brewery, pay off the cops. <laughs> um, I mean, it could be an interesting systems-based game where you actually are, like, setting up your brewery, not in a management sense, but in a, pr- like, the processes that things go through sort of sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, hooking up the different the different parts. Well, Boil- you, boiler you know what the- I'm thinking. Mm. I'm thinking everything is fun in VR, and so <laughs> okay. you take it from from the first point of going out to the orchard and picking the grapes. So oh wait, we're doing wine. I was thinking beer, but okay. Either well, way, wine or beer or whatever. Either DLC, way, you're turning, DLC. Yep, you're turning juice into alcohol. So, okay. you, so you you're taking. Whatever it is, you've got to go out into the field and pick it. All right. The hops and then, or, your, or your grapes. Yep. Then you're taking it back into your workshop. Um, maybe you can have teleport mechanics. Maybe you can have whatever. And, you know, you have to actually... Maybe you buy kind of like home improvisation style. You buy a fermenting kit that you got to put together. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, well, well okay. So, there because there are a few ways tonally we could go with this, right? Because I could picture... A sort of slightly wacky, cartoonish, minigame-laden VR experience where, you know, when you go out and you do pick your grapes or your hops, you've got different tools you can use, different different techniques, you know, and then and then obviously putting together your your fermenter and, and all your, your gear. That so, could you can be- have casual mode in which you, you're just trying to, you know, go and, and take the- um, take- one grape at a time, and then you've got well, yeah, well, you've got crazy mode, which you've got a horde <laughs> of locusts coming through, and you've got to pick as many grapes as you can and throw it into the bucket before well, the yeah. Because um- my other thought was that I could see there being a market for a very serene, like you know, you do the graphics a bit more realistic and just really peaceful, and you're out there on your farm picking your grapes and bringing them back, and it's more of like a uh, just a relaxation sort of thing. <laughs> and 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 it's more realistic. It's it's for it's for people who are uh, who are like really into brewing. It's like those train sims, but for brewers. And so yep. all of the all of the gear is like the realistic. It's like licensed. It's like the actual brewmaster ten thousand. <laughs> <laughs> and then you know it's it's all in real time. So if you're doing whiskey and that sort of stuff, you you're literally waiting the three weeks <laughs> to see it. <laughs> However you have to wait 20, year, 20 years for it to age. <laughs> True. Um, well, <laughs> and, and however F- we do it, the however, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. How, however we do it, though, we definitely need an option where you can put trackers on your feet and stomp the grapes. <laughs> yep. So my my thought now is, how do new companies come up with good quality whiskey if they if they don't have twenty years to to age 
the motherfucker. Twenty you know, years. Twenty years is a new company. You've only got a twenty-five. Or, <laughs> or, and this could work well for our game. Alternatively, time travel. <laughs> 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 you jump into one of the space quests for time time pod, <laughs> time pods and you know punch yeah, in, with your punch with your barrels values. of whiskey. No. Um, oh yeah. Actually, oh, you, if you could take it back in time, that'd be kind of cool. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. You can't. I thought you were just going to travel forward in time twenty no, years and then no. bring it back. You know that this actually this could be an interesting <laughs> place. To, this could be an interesting place to take this game. Um, it's like battling different whiskey companies who have started their whiskey companies now. <laughs> But only to realise that to really compete, their whiskey has to be aged at least a few decades. Um, and so they quickly whip up some time travel. <laughs> <laughs> but they don't have much control over it. So they have to make their whiskey here. Humans can't go back. And like the placement of it and stuff is a bit, is a bit risky. So they kind of just have to fire these barrels back. And then part of the game is like finding them again in the present. <laughs> Because they've been sitting in one place for decades, buried, like, and I found a time cannon. Yeah, basically, <laughs> and you could fire have, it back in time. You could have an interesting mode where, like, maybe you can aim a little bit, but the only control you've got is in the the present. But there are there are aspects in the past that you have no control over that that could that could have effects. You know, if you happen to put it in a place where there's lots of parties going on, and someone someone brings a a keg tapper, well, you, you get to it, and it's like, oh, the kegs run dry. Well, that's <laughs> it, and maybe <laughs> it'd be. Oh, I'm just trying to figure out how this, how this could play out because maybe you learn over time. Oh, okay. So you know, it, it costs a fair bit of money to send a barrel back through time, right? Yep. But because you don't know what's you know, you don't have really have a great history of what's happened over the last thirty years in different areas around your factory. You mm. yeah, you can fire it in different places, but different things might happen to it over time over that thirty years that you only find out by doing it, right? So part of part of your risk is <laughs> sorry, time travel is confusing. Part- Yep. Part of the risk is like you could you could make a really good whiskey, spend the you know fifty thousand dollars it costs to send it back to through time, fire the cannon in a certain direction, only to find that yeah, like over the past thirty years that area has become a real college party area, and they're just really good <laughs> at sniffing out alcohol, and so when you go and try to find it in that spot in the present, it's there's just nothing. It's just like there's a whole bunch of other beer bottles around and an empty barrel with that's like got a cock and balls painted on it. <laughs> um, but, you know, if you hadn't spent as much money on the whiskey itself, like that could have been a good test, except you don't want to send a shitty whiskey back through time and then it actually gets to the present fine because, uh, you know, yes, it's aged, but you're not going to be able to sell it for as much. So there's a, there'd be a balance between the amount of money you spend <laughs> on making it and sending it back. Like, well, that's it actually, like- Maybe maybe you can spend money, less or more money, on the time travel, too, for sort of accuracy, you know, possibility of it just exploding when it gets there. <laughs> I, I'm now picturing that one, one, of the, um, one of the time travel mechanics is pretty much just going to be a portal gun. Yeah. Where you, you fire, basically, you know, a portal into the wall, and that's you can then send the second, the second portal back 20 years, and it's like, okay, I want to place it right there. There, <laughs> yeah. So you can get a, you can maybe get a bit of a sense of what's around, and uh, by doing that way. But that's an expensive one. You know, you got to hold it, hold that um, portal open for a certain amount of time. It's costing dollars every time you, <laughs> like every second <laughs> that that portal's open. There's more chance of you actually getting like a butterfly effect sort of sort of situation by doing it. <laughs> yeah, that way. well, there are different things you can do there too. <laughs> um, and obviously, like you might be able to choose different time periods to send it back to, maybe, but. They could clash. Like you can't send a barrel, like two barrels, back to the exact same spot in the exact same time. Or even if you, <laughs> if you send one barrel back twenty years, and then later on in the game, go, oh, this one's going to be a thirty-year-aged barrel, and send that back thirty years, but in the same position, like they're going to telefrag each other when that twenty, like after ten years, <laughs> that twenty-year one is just going to explode it. And actually, that's going to create a paradox because you already spent all the money from that twenty-year uh, 
from, from, from that 20-year barrel that you did at the start of the game. Uh, so I was, I was actually thinking really fun. I, um, with, with barrels that you put down, you can maybe even find like some barrels that you haven't done yet because of like... According, according to, you know, the type of time travel that we, that we use, maybe you could actually have, okay, you've gone into this area and it's like, oh, there's three barrels of really, really good whiskey. <laughs> right. <laughs> so you have to, so later on in the game, if you don't put those barrels there, you collapse you, you create the space a- time continuum. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea of a whiskey making simulator that has like a reality stability meter. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucking great. And actually, just in general, the, the the economies of time travel like that would, would be really cool. I almost feel like I want to just explore that idea with nothing to do with whiskey. Just like the, the, the <laughs> you know, the, the cost of time travel and having to balance up, yeah, like being able to keep portals open for less time or or more or how accurate they are or how far back or forward they are. Like, that's just, that's some cool stuff there. And then you could have DLC, like you can maybe license a TARDIS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you don't want to you don't want to use the um, the DeLorean because like the it gets when it's in a when it's in a moving thing like that it gets uh, beaten around too much. Although we we were talking about using a time cannon, so perhaps that's okay. Except <laughs> to use padded bar- barrels. Yeah. Okay. Three, two, one. Quick. I could talk about that game all night. All right. Scientist. Crocheting. Crocheting scientist, yes. Uh, I mean, I I like the general idea. I'm not sure what the game is, but uh, you play you play a male scientist who, in his spare time, likes to crochet. Okay, but what's the game? <laughs> Just a VR crocheting simulator, but you get to wear a lab coat. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> no, we've got to work the scientist into science into it somehow. I don't know much about crocheting. It's just basically knitting, isn't it? I'm sorry, all you crochets out there. I'm sorry. Wasn't there something on, like, that TV show that we did for uh, Two Sweary Dads about crocheting? You know, the Drop Dead Diva. I swear that there was something about that in there. Oh, I forgot we watched that horrible show. (laughs) All I know is it uses a hook. Maybe it's about the science of crochet hooks. Oh, my God. I'm falling asleep already. <laughs> I liked the general idea just because it was incongruous, but I'm having a hard time coming up with an actual game around it. So how could you how could you involve crocheting in your science? Hmm. <laughs> I, I'm I'm now just trying to come up with an idea based around like a scientist who's doing some investigations into into stuff, but the way that it's like an adventure game, but mm. the, it, the way that um, he thinks is there's like mini crochet mini games that like the better that you do, the 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 faster okay. it sort of works. So there could be some problems. sort of puzzle stuff in there where yeah, where he's like problem solving happens in a crocheted manner. <laughs> yeah. So is that just the, is it the hint system? <laughs> You're like, hmm, I don't know what to do. I'm going to sit down and crochet for a while without thinking about what I'm crocheting. And um, when you finish the little mini game, it is a picture of how to solve the next puzzle. <laughs> <laughs> so you did say VR before, but I'm not sure. I mean, as much as I'd love to actually have physical, you know, crochet, crochet hooks hook and, connect. Yep. and yep. just be able to actually have to have to do everything. The problem is, and this is this is a big problem with. Um, VR, you can actually pass your hand through like other things. You know, you don't yeah. have you don't have any any physical thing stopping you from doing something. So I don't think. Well, that's if they were idea. well, but if they were crochet hook peripherals, <laughs> where well, you're literally crocheting and you'd learn how to crochet, but you also learn science at the same time. It's very, yeah. very educational. <laughs> All right, this one's going nowhere. Let's let's yeah. click. Three, two, one. <laughs> <laughs> Mine's definitely a second word. <laughs> Digging. Dab. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. So, you know what I pictured? 
I think I do. <laughs> like, the character's got a shovel, and every time they, like, throw the dirt over their shoulder, it's like a dab motion. Like, they do it, they dab. <laughs> I was actually thinking it was, it's one of those games where they're, they're searching for something, like they're a paleontologist or something, they're digging, and they find a, they find a bone and they just dab. They just dab. <laughs> Maybe they find, like, the skeleton of a dinosaur dabbing. <laughs> It's such a horrible word as well. Like, complete, even separated from this, the really stupid looking so-called dance move or like celebratory motion, dabbing. Like, I don't know. It just sounds. Yeah. Oh, get off my lawn. <laughs> What's on your lawn? The kids, because I'm oh. old. <laughs> that. I, I actually thought that you were you were saying it to someone outside. <laughs> I was <actually laughs> saying it to someone. That's how convincing I am at being an old fuddy duddy. Stop dabbing on my lawn. Okay. If, my, if any of my kids dab ever, I'm glad. I'm pretty sure the fad will be over before they learn about it. But I may have to disown them. <laughs> I don't know when when I saw Griffin McElroy do it in the um in the my brother my brother and me. Um, but he does TV it under show. 75 layers of irony. <laughs> I know, but it's perfect. Okay, so That's I fine. like- If they do it I, ironically, it's fine. I like this idea of maybe- Teen paleontologists. It's, it's either teen paleontologists or it's teen-like treasure hunters. Oh, okay. Kind of the like the Goonies, but a bit older. Yeah. <laughs> So, it's kind of like the Goonies grew up a little bit, and they've moved to a different town, but this town also has a mystery. Um, okay. So, they find a treasure map. So, it's the Goonies- It's the Goonies kids, because we're- Yeah. Unbelievably nearly over- Like, we're over 30 years past the Goonies. What year was yep, the Goonies? But it's set in the 90s. 84 or something? So, it's set in well, the but 90s. But who was dabbing in- But who was dabbing in the 90s? It has to be said now. They created the dance move. <laughs> they created- This is the- uh, Origin story of dabbing. Yes. And then it was uh, cryogenically frozen for 20 years until the mid-2015s. So, it could just be like The Simpsons. They keep on resetting the years. The Goonies, it's the, it's the same characters. It's like a couple of years later, except it's now based in the 2000s instead of the 80s. They find another treasure map. Well, I kind of like... I, yeah, I, I, I kind of like the idea of the Goonies set now. In the ten, tens, <laughs> teens. In the tens, yep. All the ki- all the kids are born after the year 2000. Oh, my God, that's horrible oh, to say. You know what it is? It's the Goonies kids mm. that are now friends. That's, yeah, that's, yeah, that's it. Like, it's all the Goonies kids. Yep. And they get in trouble, they fall down a hole, and then they just call their dad to come get them because they all have fucking mobile phones. <laughs> <laughs> but they get no cell service down there. Oh, and no. that's. Yeah, that's true. That that is the the dramatic trope that is used to to get rid of the annoyance that is cell phones. Yep. All right. So it's the Goonies kids. What sort of game are we talking here? Like, um, you could almost do this as a like Uncharted style, but like, but with you know you've got a you've got a group of all the kids. You've got a lot of companions. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Maybe there's certain sections in which you get separated. So it's basically like a Uncharted slash yeah, yeah, that Tomb Raider sort of game. You're the teenagers of the Goonies. Your parents they moved away from the town that you know had that um, had that massive pirate ship pirate ship underneath it. Yep. So they moved they moved yep. away from there, but it's another massive mystery that they find out, and it's of course yeah because you know and they've and- they've grown up they've grown up hearing their parents tell these tall tales. And they're like, yeah, whatever, whatever. And then they find out that there's actually, you know, something in yeah. their town that- I like the idea of they, they find the treasure map in, like, an old antique yeah. store. And so, to decide who gets to who gets to go down the well first, um, they, all f- they all do bottle flips. Um, yep. And then dab when they, when they win. <laughs> so, they pick up their collection of fidget spinners and <laughs> drop down the well- <laughs> To search for the le- the legend, okay, so you, legendary you well. iPhone double X, kind of like how you know they they had the wishing well in in the other yeah, one. Yeah, that's what I was thinking of. 
at late at night, you know, they just sort of they abseil down into the well, and you know they they find out that yes, there's a tunnel that leads away from this thing, mm. but obviously there's no, it's not directly related to to the Goonies traps that they that they sort of had. Like maybe there isn't um, some other group of people coming after them. No, no, uh, I'm not saying it's, it can't, it's not going to be the exact same movie. But yeah, they. I, I mean, what what got them to this well? It, um, was there a treasure map that they found? Like, was there something? Yeah, I, I, yeah. I really like the idea that they found a treasure map for. Oh, I'm trying to think what what it could be. Like, uh, what's something that's cool nowadays? Maybe it's like a, an Illuminati sort of treasure or something like that. It's Donald Trump's original hairpiece. <laughs> I'm thinking yeah, rather okay. rather than a um rather rather than like a pirate treasure, I like the idea that it's like some conspiracy. Yeah, so yeah, it's yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense for sure. Kind of like national treasure, yeah, sort of stuff. It's kind of combining a whole heap of different <laughs> different genres of treasure. Um, so because uh, I was gonna I was gonna call them millennials, but like I'm pretty sure kids like. Pick- Kids who are kids now aren't millennials, surely, because millennials are people who are in their like twenties to thirties now. Yeah. So, is there a name for that generation? Oh, there probably is. God. I think. Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe we'll just call them Goonies too. I'm the I'm in the Goonies two generation. <laughs> <laughs> My kids are going to be the Goonies two generation. Well, no, they will, they'll be the Goonies three generation. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> they were born after 2010. These these kids yeah. were born in like the early 2000s. Yeah, exactly. The Goonies, <laughs> they're the noughties. They're the Goonies two generation. <laughs> they just have to um, go like that the whole. It's like Generation X, Generation Y, the Millennials, and then Goonies two. Yeah, and then the after Goonies two. <laughs> uh, and yeah, and then Short Circuit three. They're all oh, going to be. God. They're all going to be robots. <laughs> oh god. No. What other what other cool things can they have down down in this passageway? Like what sort of traps have been have been created? I mean, are we trying to make them specifically like things that would be in this generation um or are we just trying to tell a cool story? Trying to uh, tell a cool story, story or- I reckon. I think the millennials or the <laughs> Goonies 2 Goonies 2 generation, they um they have, you know, as you said, fidget spinners, and they like doing bottle flips, and that's all I know about them. I, I kind of like this idea of of there being a puzzle at one stage in which they have to do a bottle flip. Oh fuck! Yes, there's like there's like an Indiana Jones style like a uh, pedestal, and that so so that they're, they're far away from it. Like there's traps all around it. And yeah, like it's kind of it's it's up pretty high. They're a bit they're sort of or there's like a there's like a fucking moat full of spikes, like pits full of spikes around it. And they've got one chance and they know that like they've got they've got a bottle. They know exactly the weight that needs to go on there. <laughs> there's there's no lid for the bottle, so it has to land like the centri- centrifugal <laughs> force will keep it in while it's flipping, but if it doesn't land on its base, then all the water's going to tip out and the weight's not going to be right. <laughs> So they, have to, so they have to bottle flip it perfectly onto the button to, like, put the cover over the spikes. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> then later on, there's, like, a laser pu- puzzle and they have to, like, disrupt the lasers. And so, you know, one of them gets out their fucking glass fidget spinner and sets it going <laughs> and, like, they do some balancing fidget spinner trick that just, like... Just diffuses the lasers. They've got like a prism sort of. Yeah, exactly. So they just spin it and it's like sets off the sets off the the lights in all directions. Yeah, yeah. To to like overload the system or something like that. Every time they solve a puzzle, they dab. (laughs) It may have just gone stupid, but I love it. (laughs) Let's go again. Yeah, that's. That's we've probably used up all our old funny daddy jokes about the Goonies two generation. <laughs> okay, through to one click. Ceremony, cording, cording. Yes, like how, spelled how? C o r d i n g. Even is that? 
Unless we just take it as something to do with chords. Well, maybe mm-hmm. it is. Maybe it is. Maybe it's uh, you get a new piece of hardware, like that needs to plug into your TV, and so there's <laughs> the these the regular ceremony of having to like reorganize all your chords. So okay. it's, it's basically so, a chord management puzzle game. No. Um, next oh. word: con- Congress. Congress. Yes. Cere- ceremony. Mm-hmm. Oh, are we going to get political with this? Are we? Unless well, it's, I mean, to. it doesn't have to be, I guess. Congress is just like a meeting, right? Mm-hmm. Here we go. The act or action, the action of coming of together coming and together. meeting. <laughs> be coitus. <laughs> <laughs> I just went with, because um, I've got it in the dictionary here, the action of coming together. Yeah. Sexual Congress. <laughs> Sexual Congress. A ceremony that occurs after you both... Orgasm at the same time. Okay. So, it's a ceremony. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Maybe this is, like, you play a, a beautiful witch. Okay. Who's trying to cast a spell to try and... I'm thinking good witch, so this particular s- spell is to lock Satan away or something like that. Um, okay. Yep. And so... What you actually have to do as part of this is, like, the final part of the spell is the sexual congress on a pentagram. <laughs> so, it's, again, an, an adventure game, but you've you've got to try and find the right... Partner? <laughs> the right partner who, who's got some... Um, I'm, I'm thinking cryptic clues and all this sort of stuff. I'm thinking almost like a, a scavenger hunt sort of thing, looking for, um, that you've got to decipher some riddles to, to actually be able to cast each part of the spell. I don't know. This sounds suspiciously like what the seniors at Hogwarts get up to. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone else has gone down to Hogsmeade, and all the older teenage kids set up their pentagrams, like, yeah, we're going to lock Satan away. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're doing that. Um, uh, what's what's that stuff? The, the um, the magical traveling spell that they can only do when they oh, like, they're like apparating. Yeah, yep. So they they apparate into the pentagram, and you know they they're just trying all weird shit with their with their magic powers. Totally, <laughs> Jesus! Like with that sort of magic, you could get up to some kinky stuff. <laughs> Don't you remember that spell that they cast to put the bones back in Harry's arms? Imagine what you could do if you cast that on your penis. That was the joke. Oh, God. I don't think Warner Brothers would actually allow us Wingardium to do that. Wingardium <laughs> is that Hermione's coming? Coming? <laughs> oh, like is that what she no. shouts out from the room? No, no, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. She shouts Leviosa. I <laughs> <laughs> now just pe- I was as you went to say that I was just picturing like you hear in the background like someone goes we got Leviosa and it's like Leviosa. <laughs> <laughs> you hear it in the background. <laughs> She's just, she'd just be sitting there taking notes and making sure everyone's coming correct. No, she's actually got a time turner and she's doing it with herself. Okay. Let's oh, my God. <laughs> my wife is definitely wondering why I just yelled out when Guardian Leviosa. Tartar. <laughs> Tartar? Yeah. Like tartar sauce? T-A-R-T-A-R, Tata. <laughs> Justice. <laughs> so, you're a fish. Um, well, I, I'm, I'm actually thinking, so, you're a dentist. Whose okay. normal job is to, is to like, clean up Tata from, from right. the teeth. And so, in your spare time, you're a vigilante. 
Okay, vigilante dentist. That's interesting. Yeah. Are you fighting back against tooth decay? I think that's like you've you've got like your day job, which is fighting against tooth decay, and then you've got the um, and then you've got the night job, mm-hmm. in which you're trying to fight against the source of tooth decay, like the candy companies. Okay, big candy, big candy. So I, I'm seeing that you you can do some covert sort of missions in which you know you're using the little dental mirror to look around corners <laughs> and. <laughs> Yep. Um, all, all your all your weapons are like dental related, tools. of course. Yeah. Um, just suffocate someone with a dental dam. <laughs> you got a drill in which you can you can. Yeah, like, well, that's torture, one of you. That's one of your people. That's definitely one of your like. Um. Late. Sorry, I just I just googled dental dams because I was actually thinking like, the thing that they put. Around your mouth when they're working on your teeth, like the rubber thing. Yeah. Uh-huh. For some reason, I thought that was also called a dental dam, but I think it's actually just used for oral sex. So good to know. Although, um, no, so well, he one, of the, use one of the pictures that came up, <laughs> one of the pictures that came up was used for that. Anyway. Okay. It is a dental. Okay, I was right. Forget that. Forget the oral yes. sex bit. All right. So yeah, one of the one of the late weapons is definitely some sort of like yeah, some sort of drill. Um, although they're so tiny, those drills. Like, how do you do? You cut, like, oh, he's, sneak- he's got a he's got a big ass motherfucking drill. Like, as, as you know, it's basically like a power drill. <laughs> that's, okay. his, that's his main. It's like weapon. for taking out whole teeth at a time. Yeah. So does this not so much get, like, torture as just you know fuck that root up? <laughs> does this get like hyper violent then, and he just drives that into people's heads, or does he only work on teeth? Does he have to sneak up behind them? Grab them by like, <laughs> grab them by the nostrils to pull their mouth open, and then jam that drill into their gob. Um, I don't know whether he needs to do that, but it's it's sort of like I like the idea of having having his main weapon just be a drill, whether okay. he's actually so it's all hand to hand combat sort of stuff. All right, okay, and maybe he can use the drill to like drill locks and spin things. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, it's the annoying fidget spinner lock. <laughs> yeah. And then he dabs. Oh god. So I think you've got you gotta go through like the day to day life going between, you know, dentist missions in which you're Attacking Plark and doing root canals and that sort of stuff. Okay, and, and, how, then, in, and how interactive is that stuff? Uh, do, are we talking mini games? Are we talking surgery simulator style? <laughs> are we talking actual like some semi-realistic dental work? I I think there should be some thing kind of like oh what was that? What was that game on the Wii? If you remember, you know where you were the the surgeon and you could um. Like you had to pull glass out of people and Oh yeah, to- that that uh that Japanese one. Yeah. Uh fur no Japanese surgery game. Yes. Uh if I remember Trauma the Trauma Center it was the number Trauma one Trauma Center, there we go. Number one response on Google, thank you. Google. Trauma Center. Yep. Yeah, okay. You could do some cool trauma center stuff where you sort of gotta grab the different tools and just run them over the right areas and do it accurately enough. Then when you don your your special outfit, which is the um, your alter ego, the dentist. It's just a, it's just a different dental mask. <laughs> Pretty much, it's black. It's it's got like um, skull teeth sort of drawn <laughs> right. onto it. Yeah, that some are missing. <laughs> yeah, because that's super scary to a dentist. Yeah, like not just and missing. Think- like they're not actually missing. They've just got really obvious uh, cavities. <laughs> it's just an X-ray that that yeah. just copied off some kid. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was eating a lot of candy. It's um, actually that's his origin story. That kid. <laughs> it's like I'm sick of this. <laughs> They're jamming this sugary stuff down these kids' throats. I'm going to stop them. So, each place that they sort of get to, your your thing is that you're trying to sneak in and find evidence that. You know, there's a there's a larger conspiracy to to actually, All right. you know, destroy kids' teeth. Yeah, 
And in the meantime, but- and in the and in the meantime, each level there's like you get scored also based on how many sugary things you steal and take. Kind of <laughs> like the original thief games where you just like find coins and stuff around and they just add to your score. It's just like candy bars, cut cans of coke. Yep. Orange juice, because you know that's got as much sugar as uh, soft drink. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. What do you reckon? No, it's terrible. No, I'm just kidding. No. Uh, <laughs> you never asked me what I reckon. That was a weird thing. Um, yeah, yeah. That's the, there's some there's some stuff there. We're sort of think. I guess we're sort of thinking of third person stealth sort of stuff, like yeah, Splinter yeah, Cell ish. For the Splinter Cell ish, yeah, or like Dishonored ish. If we want to go first person, I don't know. Yep. Yeah. I kind of just I love the idea of him going into this place just with a big fuck off drill, you know, and that's oh, yeah. that's his yeah that's his weapon. And I'm thinking that every now and again you got to find like you got to find a power co- power point that he can like plug in <laughs> and, and you recharge know, cha- it, recharge the battery if he's been doing sure, sure. too much. Yeah. <laughs> or her, of course. Or her. Or her. Yeah. Let's click again. This has really been an episode for high, like just conceptual ideas without much gameplay, but you know that's fine. Yeah, that's, that's fine. okay. Three to one click. Mm-hmm. You go first this time. Orchestration, vertical. So, I mean, orchest- <laughs> orchestration could go in a few different ways. Do you have something? <laughs> I just got in my mind this image of like a vertical orchestra. <laughs> it, it, all these people like strapped strapped onto the side of this building and you're just looking up trying to conduct them. <laughs> well, I was about to say you're the conductor and you have a trampoline. <laughs> <laughs> so you have to bounce you have to bounce in time as well, but also be like High enough and facing the right direction to to conduct the appropriate part of the orchestra for that part of the song. But, it's a very unique rhythm game. But the the weird thing is you've got you got someone down the bottom that keeps on yell yelling, do a flip. Yeah, it's very distracting. <laughs> He's not even in, yelling it in time with the music. Um Okay, what else could could be done in this vertical <laughs> orchestration? Well, yeah, I mean, I kind of went to, like, I went to a side-scrolling, like, and I mean, I guess that makes sense when you're thinking of something vertical. I'm trying to think of what you could orchestrate. I'm getting a bit of a, um, what was that game by Tom Francis? Is it Gunbound? No, it wasn't Gunbound, was it? Gunpoint. Oh, yep, 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 yep. I'm just sort of getting that vibe, but, like, taller, taller buildings. And you're having to orchestrate some sort of heist or some sort of, you know, I just, uh, but in that sort of pixelated side-on style with with different systems and different, yeah, I don't know. So, okay, I kind of like the idea of you've got instead of a side scroller, you've got a vertical scroller. You've yeah. got a guy who's basically running down, running down like the side of a building. Okay. And- He's you got different things that he's gotta he's gotta like get around, you know, he's got he's got a um like an abseiling sort of kit strapped to his back, but he's just literally running down <laughs> running down the building. All right. And he's he's able to, to sort of like move from side to side. You've got open windows, you've got other thing other like you got people come uh, sticking their heads out trying to trying to shoot you. So you've got to try and Okay. You can't stop running. You can't stop running because you're actually, you're pretty much just in a fall. You're pretty much falling, but somehow, because of your abseiling thing, basically the brakes on your abseiling gear have stopped working. Oh, they're only going to stop at the certain level of the building that you need to need to no, get No, no, I think it's an endless runner and this building just goes forever. <laughs> you never reach the ground. It's like, man, the longer you go, the, the taller the building. And if you fail, then like- then that's when you hit the ground. Like if you trip on something, then we just we just spawn the ground. It's like, yep, that's <laughs> you, were ne- you were nearly there. <laughs> In this case, it was a one point five kilometer building. <laughs> you nearly made it. Or you fail on the first window, and and suddenly you're like, because we hit you know you start Crash. up in the clouds, and but two stories down, you're on the <laughs> you're on the ground. It's just it's a low lying fog. <laughs> yeah, totally. 
All right. Well, hmm. maybe we could mix the two. Maybe you're going up a building. Yep. And trying to set up some sort of, you know, caper. <laughs> I'm not sure how that would work. No, forget that. Let's stick with you right here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny. All right. Let's just end it on that and we'll click again. <laughs> yeah. Disposal. Oh, God. Lass. <laughs> Lass. Let's, yep. let's click again. <laughs> I don't want to No, I've, I've, I've maybe got an idea. Well, I, okay. All right. Okay. So, you play a female. A woman, who, yes. Uh, a, a woman. A lass, if you will. And okay. her job, her job is to basically go out and dispose of people that are against the, um, against the mafia. So it's a female hitman game. Okay, so you're a woman in the mafia. You're an assassin. Yep. Okay. And what can we add to that genre? Well, I, I like the idea that no one's going to suspect this innocent-looking. No one's going to suspect, suspect that a woman could be the protagonist in a game. Uh, <laughs> maybe we could be like really fourth wall breaking. <laughs> it's like you hear you overhear people talking, and they're like. Oh shit, we're in a we're in a level right now, aren't we? All right, look around. Who is going to be the who is the protagonist of this game? Where are all the interesting things happening? <laughs> it's like it's got to be a white dude. He's probably going to be broody, <laughs> and he's possibly bald with a um with a tattoo of yeah. a like. That's it. We could put in all these like other video game references <laughs> and stuff. They're, all these all these characters like trying to figure out what sort of game they're in and whether they're going to get killed. So I, I'm, I'm seeing it as she's not, you know, this absolutely super strong character, but she's also not necessarily sassy, but she's. I mean, I think let's just make her good at her job. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, like we're obviously not going to sex her up or no, whatever. She's just no nonsense kind of hard ass assassin type. Yep. So, rather than just being pure Hitman, because we've gone that way quite a few times, I'm, tr- I'm trying to think how else we can sort of take it. I, I wonder like- if you could add, like, a bit of a planning phase, like a Rainbow Six style Ooh, sort yeah, of I thing. Like that. Where you can, like, set off, so you can plan out sort of chains of events that could happen. Or maybe there's, or, or maybe it's part of, like, so you've got, like, a, a, a section where you need to kind of case the joint a bit. And, you yep. know, you need different disguises for that. But you, yeah. you literally, you cannot kill anybody in that time. I'm now thinking of it kind of like an alias sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, okay. You you work out you work out of out of like the the mafia or whatever whatever sort of office it is. Well, it's and sure they, it can be organized you- crime, but uh, like I kind of like the idea now that like the mafia are getting into advanced. To ancient technology that has been discovered and they're like trying, yeah. to, trying to dig out these <laughs> artifacts and stuff and find it like so they're breaking into museums and shit yeah yeah uh, and you know when when they need shit done they call the disposal lass yeah totally although i still like this fourth wall breaking idea so when you're in the museum there's all these guards who are around going fuck is this a mario game like where are we are we in <laughs> tomb raider <laughs> See- <laughs> Hang on, this isn't another one of those Laura Bow mysteries, is it? <laughs> is this an adventure game? Look around. Do you see anyone pointing and clicking on things? <laughs> you pick it up and place it in your purse. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that person just shoved an entire dinosaur bone in their purse. That's got to be the, the main character. <laughs> <laughs> we're, in a, <laughs> we're in an adventure game. It must be Sierra because they just died and reloaded. <laughs> <laughs> they just died and appeared back over there. I <laughs> actually love that idea of a fourth wall breaking game like that where, yeah, overhearing <laughs> conversations about everyone's sort of situation within the game. <laughs> this is like the 15th time she's played this level. What the hell's going on? <laughs> <laughs> this player sucks. <laughs> 
they they must be going for one hundred percent completion and trying to find all the shit. There's some over <laughs> they here. Just, they just keep trying to they just keep trying to jump over that pit and falling in and trying again. Don't they know that there's like that? There's a, don't they know about the lever over there? <laughs> they they just they just talk about oh there's some collectibles in the in the security office. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> It's like you, you you shoot all of them down and one of them's dying and they're like, before I die, I need to give you a power up. <laughs> and then she, she comments and goes, am I in a video game? No, that's <laughs> yeah, going to be stupid. She doesn't know. She, everyone else knows, but she thinks she's in, a real, in real life. Because <laughs> she doesn't have memory of all the time she reloads. Only everyone else sees that. It's like this whole Wreck-It Ralph situation going on kind of thing. I'm not sure how that would play out in the game itself, but I kind of love the I, general I kinda like idea. It that, that it's like these two same security guards that are in every every mission. They're like, oh, we've been relo- reloaded again. Where are we this time? And Where it's just are we now? the same two. Yeah. Well, when they, and when they first get there, it's like, you look just like me. Fuck, we must be minion characters. We're just cannon fodder. <laughs> they didn't even bother giving us unique faces. <laughs> they just they just stretch yours a little bit fatter. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow, this game's got some procedural generation in it. <laughs> Looks in his pants. Whoa, the random n- number generator was good to me. It's like, oh cool. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I quite <laughs> I quite like that. I, I just I feel like I'm we could go on forever. I, I kind of like the idea that it is just those two characters, though. Like they're the only ones the who game. know they're in a game. Okay, yeah. So they just sort of keep turning up right before you kill them every time. Yep. And it's like, uh oh, she's going for hundred percent completion. Quick, hide over there. <laughs> it's like every every time you 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 sneak up behind them, you grab them. You're about to do the killing move, and they're like, no, no, no! Don't you want to go for the uh, no kill achievement? <laughs> <laughs> Just knock me out. <laughs> press X. Press X to knock me out. <laughs> <laughs> and and, and do, do a do a joke on the press X to um to pay respects to pay respects. <laughs> what do you think this is? A Call of Duty game? He says as he dies when you try to pay respects to him. Um, okay, let's click again. No. Three, two, one, click. Loading. <laughs> Insulation. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a. This is, a, this is actually just a mini game. As your real game is loading, um, because we can do that now. That, that whoever it was, fucking Atari or something, had their their patent expired. Um, and you just you just have to put in roof insulation. Try not to fall through. Make sure you stay on the fucking beams or whatever. And you've got to be careful not to get electrocuted and all those yeah. sort of things that happened yeah. in the botched insulation scheme in Australia. <laughs> That's it. That's it. Political commentary. <laughs> I think we've we've run that dry. All right. Uh, click again. Three, two, one, click. <laughs> Here we go. Counterfeit. Screwing. <laughs> <laughs> My mind has gone to <laughs> keep it clean. Copy- keep counterfeit it clean. copies of the Kama Sutra. <laughs> nah, keep it cleaner. <laughs> but I, I like the idea that they're, that, that <laughs> they're play, just all play- slightly off. <laughs> you sell them to people, and you and you keep on seeing in the newspaper such and such died from trying the trying this <laughs> <laughs> this move from this from the counterfeit Kama Sutra. You can't actually see inside it. It's like it's just a MacGuffin. <laughs> it's just the general idea of it. Yep. Okay. I don't know. I kind of like the idea it. of procedurally generated Kama Sutra positions. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm not sure we've actually made one game tonight. We've had some pretty funny, no, funny ideas, have. but I don't think any of them have been games. <laughs> no. Yeah. Counterfeit screwing. Um, so, you know how when you're trying to build, like, a deck or something, <laughs> mm-hmm. and there's all the different types of screw heads? Yes. This is, this is even worse because you can get counterfeit screw heads, and it's just, like, slightly off from even the ones... 
that are already there, so you can just never find the right screwdriver for them. So, so, so you actually look at the screw head, and it's got like instead of the the cross for the Phillips head, you've actually got like five five prongs or whatever. Five, but they're not evenly spaced. It's like a Phillips head, but with one extra. <laughs> just but but the- one of the other ones is like one of the one of the other ones is a bit shorter, so a regular Phillips head won't actually fit. <laughs> yeah, and it's basically just trying to find in this in this massive screw set, you know, which head's going to fit for this screw. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a nightmare that I had once about home improvement. (laughs) The TV show. (laughs) No. (laughs) Jesus. Oh, God. Click again. This is... This episode is... Mothering. Village. Village. Mm. Okay. So... This weekend, we went away <laughs> on a boys' weekend, and yes. the only type of movies that we watched was horror movies. Yes. So, I'm liking the idea mm-hmm. of sort of a, a horror movie. You remember that film, Mama? I haven't seen it. Um, basically, so no. the, these, these kids, they get lost in a forest. Mm-hmm. They end up being found in, in like, a, a cottage. Mm-hmm. And they keep on talking about um, how Mama is going to protect them. Okay. And Mama's like a, a demonic sort of presence. Yeah. I kind of like the idea that it's the kids have come back to the village. Okay. And now you're, you play the demonic entity. Okay. And you're trying to protect these kids from who you deem to be bad people, trying to, trying to take the kids away. And you're trying to get the kids basically back to, back to the cabin. All right. What's what sort of gameplay are you thinking of? Do you have anything? So I'm I'm thinking that you can cause traps to sort of spring off, sort of like you know you can cause people to get crushed under under like cupboards and and that sort of stuff. Okay. So it's like in a house sort of thing, like you're in a well in in a village, right? So, okay. mm. so I. I might take this in a slightly different direction, and it doesn't—it mm-hmm. doesn't fully go on with our original words. But you've made me think of it. You obviously remember the movie *The Cabin in the Woods*. Yes. What if it's a game where, you know, the bunch of teens all come to the cabin, and you have to figure out ways to like send the right monsters after them to okay. to like awaken the gods or whatever. So in this, you play mother who is Sigourney Weaver. Weaver. There you go. Yes. So you basically p- play the organization that was running this place. Yeah. I and, like that. And I maybe like it's not as maybe you can mix it up because I think in the movie it was it depended on what they touched or took out of the basement or whatever. Yep. Was what came, but maybe this is more about you you get a bit more choice, you get a bit more or you can guide them to do it or something. You know, you can do things like fire off the gas in one of the rooms to put, you know, make someone seem drunk or put them to sleep or, you know, turn the fire on, make it all romantic so that, uh, you know, I can't remember all the rules that they had, but yeah, it, it depends on certain relationships between the people who are in this cabin to, to fulfill the prophecy. So basically you're trying to, you're trying to get them set up into certain areas so that the AI can can actually have a chance of killing them. Yeah, yeah. So and then you send yeah, you send different types of monsters after them. And maybe it's not the one type per you know, year like every time they do it it's just one type. Maybe you can it's more of a bit of a I don't know, you, you have a few different options. You can send a few different things after them or something. Um yeah. so I'm always thinking it's a bit of a roguelite. Uh a bit of a roguelike or a roguelite sort of game because you get all you get different chances, and maybe you get to upgrade your different monsters and things, or you get different abilities to help you guide the 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 teenagers into the right roles and to to do the right things. So when you first I kind of like when you these- first start, you don't have all like it's basically it's basically that organization. But when they first started, right, they don't have a huge underground facility yet, and they don't have all of the gas pipes hooked up to the cabin to be able to do all the stuff. Like you get mm-hmm. to you get to build all that shit as you make I don't know you you somehow get points and I like the idea of there being at like a planning stage of okay we're going to go up and we're going to set a tripwire here there's going to be an axe here so that um, 
if this monster comes, they can just pick up an axe straight away. Yeah. And, you know, you've, you've basically, you can set up a few, a few things to try yeah. and funnel the teenagers into, into almost like a reverse tower defense game. Yeah, kind of, kind of. There's, there are definitely tower defense a- aspects because you just get to send these types of monsters after them then and, and you don't have control over them. No, but. But instead of you, instead of wanting the teenagers to just be able to fight them off, you want them to do specific things to feel, yep. fulfill the prophecy. So I think the cabin should be only one part of it. I think you should be able to investigate some of the other, the other, um, places within the world as well. You sure, know, yeah. Like you, like had, they had, the, the, you Jap- had the Japanese school one, yep. you had, um, you know, a, something maybe in France. Yep. You know. Yeah, that's a good it, idea. It, Different it, locations. And maybe, yeah, basically you run that entire organization that that was keeping, or what were they doing? They were trying to keep the gods asleep, weren't they? Sacrificing yep. to keep them asleep. Um, but, but maybe you have to do, th- like, it, there's almost an XCOM vibe to it. Where you then you do have these different locations and you're building up your bases and you have to do things like send people out to hunt monsters and stuff. Like when you start, you know, you've got like one zombie, <laughs> something. <laughs> um, and the only way you got that is by killing one of your employees and casting a magic spell. <laughs> so, you know, to get the really, the really interesting monsters, you, you have to send out um, squads to. It's the places around the world and hunt them down and capture yeah, them. Yeah, that, that could actually be really cool. Because then and you get to build up like that huge room with all the monsters in all the glass boxes and stuff, like over time. Yeah. So I'm just trying to wonder whether there's actually, you know, the scene where the people can actually win by getting down into into your area and. Sure. I mean, if you, yeah, if you fuck it up enough and you let them see stuff, like you don't plan it well enough, and so they figure some figure things out and make their way down and then even then that's that's you know you can let other monsters out to try to kill them but that's going to risk killing your own guys too there's a few different like i'm getting a bit of an evil genius vibe to this as well did you ever play that no it's like one of those no. base building games cool yeah i don't know I like no, that. I, I, that's cool i like that i like that quite a lot i i like the idea of you know not necessarily having to kill them in a certain order. No, that'd be a bit hard, but maybe having it so that only one of them, like one specific one survives or something could be, could be interesting. I do like the idea of there being like for each, each time that you go into it is like, okay, here are the rules for this, for this particular Yeah, one. yeah, it could be different rules. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you exactly like you don't want to leave them defenseless. If they all die at once, that's pointless. You know, there could, there could actually be. Uh, points based on how much it sort of drags out even like or how closely you sort of um, keep to horror movie tropes of, of which one dies when or you know in what order or how how far apart or, or you know even just how scared they are yeah could play into it oh and th- this would be really ripe for for like getting like um extra dlc in which you can you can add a mission to capture Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yeah, totally. You can add in all sorts of, yeah, Act- licensed, licensed uh, horror movie villains and things. There aren't enough games, that, yeah. uh, aren't enough properties that get to reuse those old horror movie villains. Yeah, I don't know whether you saw recently, but there's a game, one of those, um, where one person plays the bad guy and the other people play the good guys. And Oh, okay. Like, a, the- like an asynchronous, asynchronous. sort of. Yeah. Yeah. Asynchronous multiplayer called Dead by Daylight. I'm pretty sure. It's okay. Called. Well, they just they and brought out a Friday the Thirteenth one too, which was like that. Yeah, they've they've just released like a whole heap of the um. You got Mike Myers in as one of the one of the villains that you can be. Right. You got Freddy Krueger, and they're basically just really being releasing all these extra levels and um stuff like that, which is kind of cool. cool. Yeah. So if we could if we could actually talk to um talk to these <laughs> these groups as well and say look. This would be perfect. You know, it's a cabin in the woods sp- sponsored thing, but you know, totally. we're happy to have you guys in. <laughs> I'm sure they, I'm sure they would jump at the chance. Yep. Yeah. No, that's, that's cool. And then, yeah, different, you could unlock different monsters. You could unlock different, uh, like characters that, like different types of teenagers, different archetypes sort of thing. That'd be cool. Yeah. You're making me want to watch cabin in the woods again. Yeah. Let's go watch it. It's been cabin a while since I've seen it. <laughs> Um, I think that'll about do us for today. I think that is it. Yeah. Yes. Um, so, hey, 
Thanks for listening to Bitstorm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one of those was kind of like a game. If you want to find us on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram, we have Bitstormcast on all of those. We have a Facebook group, facebook.com slash group slash Bitstorm. Occasionally, I haven't done it in a long time, but we put up listener click pictures there. Really should send an alarm for that. <laughs> we are also on <laughs> Podchaser, podchaser.com slash Bitstorm. Visit us there. Give us a rating or a review or save us or whatever. There's new stuff coming all the time because I'm developing it. Check us out on iTunes where you can rate, review, subscribe. We also have a website, bitstormcast.com. We're part of the AGPN, the Australasian Gaming Podcast Network. Definitely go check out all the awesome podcasts on there. And finally, we'd like to thank Kuradust for the song Mount Defiance off of the album Containment Failure. Yes, we would. So, again, thank you for joining us on Bitstorm. I'm Ben Slinger. I'm Trevor Scott. Wingardium Leviosa! Oh! Leviosa! Oh. 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 Oh.